Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Kelly Santer, and Brandon Wallace from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon. Glad you're with us around the state of Mississippi for this edition of the Eagle Hour. Good show today. Romy Williams was a defensive lineman on that 1999 Conference USA Championship football team. We're going to talk to him about the memories of that great team that was recently honored at a Southern Miss football game. We're about to talk to a man who at one time was the executive director of the Southern Miss Alumni Association, now as the executive director of the Alumni Association at Kelly Sanders' alma mater. We're going to find out uh, if they've got any old Kelly Sanders stories we can share with you. And we're going to update you on uh, how things stand in Conference USA, what's up next for all the football teams. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, a proud supporter of this show and Southern Miss Athletics. You can enjoy their fall-off-the-bone ribs, hickory-smoked brisket, other great foods. They cook them in-house every day all around the state of Mississippi. And if you've got a special event upcoming, whether it be for your home, for your church, for your office, you can always sit back, relax, and let Dickey's do the cooking. All right, uh, Jeff Johnson was a young, uh, young man in college, Mississippi, went to Jones Junior College. And then to Southern Miss, served as the executive director of the Southern Miss Alumni Association before taking that role some 20 years ago, I understand, at Iowa State University. And we, we're bringing Jeff on the show because Kelly was explaining to me, uh, before we went on the air, the incredible number of connections, Kelly Center, between Iowa State and Southern Miss. I had no idea. Yeah, it, it is interesting. And as we welcome Jeff, Jeff, good afternoon, buddy. Hey, it's good to hear you, and let's get one thing uh, clear before we start. I was the assistant vice president or the assistant alumni director, not the executive director. Just want to make sure that there's no uh, one believing that I'm claiming something at Southern Miss that I didn't do. No, that that was that was my mistake, Jeff. Of course, you always said that you deserved that job. Right. So and, and Kelly claims <laughs> stuff all the time, Jeff, that he never really did. So <laughs> yeah. our listeners are used to that sort of thing. However, I do think I have my facts straight here. It is it is really mm-hmm. strange the connections that Southern Miss and Iowa State University have. By the way, the Eagles are going to play the Cyclones in basketball. I think on the 19th of November, Southern Miss will go and experience Hilton Magic in Ames, Iowa. But from from the Hattiesburg or USM campus to the Iowa State University campus in Iowa State, we've had Jeff Johnson, who we're going to talk to here, who's on the line. Uh, Tim Floyd, of course, was born in the Hattiesburg area, coached Iowa State University before leaving to go to coach the Chicago Bulls. Stevie Johnson, when Tim Floyd was coaching at Iowa State, Stevie Johnson was a prep great at Perry Central High School right down the road. He went to Ames to play at Iowa State. On Matt Campbell's football team in the last couple of years, Matthew Eaton was a wide receiver for Iowa State, and he played at Pearl River Community College. All right, Then from Iowa State to the USM or Hattiesburg area, all from the basketball family, James Green, 
followed uh, M.K. Turk as head basketball coach. James Green, James Green was an assistant at Iowa State University. Larry Eustacey, of course, came later. Larry was the head basketball coach at Iowa State, then came to Southern Miss. And most recently, Doc Sadler, who was the head coach here, was an assistant coach at Iowa That's State University. Insane. Jeff Johnson, what do you make of all this? Just coincidence, but pretty, pretty wild, huh? Yeah, pretty well, and it really uh, gave me pause when I came here as well because that history is not something I grew up knowing, and to be quite you know open about it, had never really thought about the state of Iowa. Uh, you know, uh, the caucuses were not a big thing when I was growing up in the South, and you know I'm here now, and for 20 years, you know each presidential election, you know the caucuses are huge. But there is this incredible pipeline of, of Southern Miss communities, uh, the university itself, uh, present on this campus. Uh, there are even faculty um, uh, that have uh, degrees from uh, Southern Miss or from, from Iowa State at USM and graduate student in my program for my Ph.D. Uh, Lisa Stapleton went on to USM as a faculty member. Uh, so it's not just an athletic pipeline. I call it a people pipeline. And then history will show, if people want to dig into both the Civil War and other aspects, there's a truly deep, deep connection between the state of Iowa uh, and the South, especially in Mississippi. Um, I'm not sure any of that plays into these decisions, but it's part of a, an adjoining history um, that many of us are just unaware of. And, and this connection of me now being the president and CEO of the Iowa State Alumni Association has given me an opportunity to learn a lot more about our institutional connection. And actually, we, we call, Jeff, some of us down here in, in Hattiesburg call the Civil War the War of Northern Aggression, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, I knew I would get into some of that. But, no, no, I, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And, clear, and, and clearly your numbers at the Iowa State Alumni Association have, have shot through the roof once it was known that I am a member. Okay, Kelly. That was one of the first things I checked. <laughs> and I am. You are a member. I don't get to publicly solicit you on this radio show today. No, because I have been a member ever since I've graduated, a member of the Iowa State. A dues-paying member? I am a dues-paying, and the the check's clear. Jeff can affirm that. Is that correct? All of them. But we finally got it. uh, It did bounce initially, right, Jeff? That would make more sense to me. Well, we're talking basketball, right? Uh, So so you obviously have to – so you got ties both ways when Jay Ladner and the Eagles will come up there on the 19th of uh, November, Jeff, huh? You know, this is how I always say it, Kelly. I will always respect my undergraduate alma mater, but I always root for my paycheck. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. I wonder if you, Jeff Johnson, because you are because you are a member of the varsity there on the campus at Iowa State, so to speak, some of the power brokers and decision makers. What, how about a football game between the Eagles and the Cyclones? Could we make that happen? Let me tell you what I would love to see happen. I'd love to see that happen, and I'd love to see Iowa State play a historically black college or university uh, because everything, as you know, west of the Mississippi is a different uh, reality uh, being here in the north. Right. And, so, you know, we don't have HBCUs. We have very few colleges that are set aside just for women, even though I know Mississippi University for Women uh, has started accepting uh, male uh, counterparts. Um, 
But those are some of the differences that I experience here in the Midwest, especially here in Iowa. And, you know, from the band's performance uh, to the controversy, as you well know, that took place a few years ago between Southern Miss and the University of Iowa uh, right. because of the sh- and uh, look of the mascot. Um, but Southern Miss is a school that um, I would encourage our athletics director uh but I'd also encourage our athletics director to think about showcasing a historically black college or university uh, in our lineup. We do play historically black colleges in basketball. Uh, uh, Mississippi Valley State is on the schedule this year as well. Um, and so there are some unique opportunities for exposure. Uh, great, great emphasis on diversity and inclusion uh, here at Iowa State. And many folks of your listeners may not know, and again, I know this is a Southern Miss show, but for Iowa State, we were the original uh, land-grant university. So when it comes to the College of Agriculture across the state and how to use those agricultural goods to boost one's economy and and do the things in the agriculture and mechanical arts uh, to improve people's lives and the economics of those communities, but, but- uh, Iowa State is incredible role but something else that's pretty cool jeff is in, in a state that is uh, overwhelmingly majority caucasian iowa state university it, named its its football uh, field after an african-american athlete the only division one school in the country to have its stadium named for an african-american but more importantly was not done at the request or the work of the administration it was actually done by the request and the work of the student body. Uh, Jack Trice is the name of our stadium. Jack Trice was our first African-American football player. He was injured, and he subsequently died in his very first football game, played uh, as a varsity athlete, and that game was against the University of Minnesota. And Jeff, didn't he he predict his undoing? Didn't he predict his death, kind of? Well, he predicted what would be required of him and the weight that was on his shoulders. There was a letter found that he had written and was left in the hotel that the weight of his race and his country and his university was on his shoulders, but that he would give it all in in uh, pursuit uh, of his opportunity to play the game of football. He was an Ohio native, and there were a lot of controversies that led up to him actually getting to play everything from the University of Minnesota, first of all, not wanting to play the game, to secondly, the hotel not wanting to sleep the team, to restaurants not wanting to feed the team if they included the black player in their meal. And the coach at the time made it very clear that they would include him or that Iowa State would not be included. And at that time, we were Iowa State College. Jeff, Jeff, Um, hang on. We're up against a hard break. We're going to hold you over if you can hang on for just about three minutes. Let you finish that thought. Also, want to ask. I want to ask you about how the basketball game came to be uh, this fall, and uh, we're going to continue our conversation with Jeff Johnson, executive director of the Iowa State University Alumni Association, on the Eagle Hour. Right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're with us around the state this afternoon. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart at campusbookmart.net. 
Great selection of Southern Miss apparel, school books, household items, car accessories, whatever you want. With the Southern Miss logo, they've got it at Campus Bookmart. If you're up north in North Mississippi or down on the coast and can't get by the store, you can just go to campusbookmart.net. We're talking to Jeff Johnson, who's the executive director of the Iowa State Alumni Association, formerly with the Southern Miss Alumni Association and a USM graduate. Well, Jeff, I got a couple of sports-related questions. Interesting when I heard you and Kelly talking at the obviously Southern Miss is a going to play the Cyclones in basketball. You also indicated, I think, that Mississippi Valley State is on the schedule. Uh, curious, how did two Mississippi schools, you think, end up on Iowa State's basketball schedule? Well, I think, again, as Kelly laid out very clearly, there is this connection, but none of us should forget that sports is also a fraternity. Uh, these coaches have supported each other and uh, have tried to do things across the, the years to make sure uh, that coaches such as Jimmy Green, such as Larry Eustace, you know, have had an opportunity to showcase the places where they've been, give their young men and women an opportunity uh, to come to places that maybe traditionally would not be uh, set out as uh, places that they would travel to or come to play. And then also budgets play into this as well. Um, you know, this is a Big 12 Power 5 conference, and therefore there's an opportunity uh, to support uh, the basketball program. And then it also allows us to support our players. Our players get to play against some of the young men and women that they got to play against in AAU or other camps across the country. So there are a lot of conversations between athletics directors, between coaching staff, uh, between opportunities for players. And so as a result of that, this opportunity has made itself available and I think will be a great travel opportunity for our players and for your fans uh, who choose mm-hmm. to come this way, who may have never been you know, to Iowa, who may have never been to the Midwest, as some say, up north. And uh, I think these are unique opportunities for the institution to also showcase itself from both an athletic recruiting perspective but also potential students and to touch alumni in parts of the country that they don't often get to uh, to have uh, an opportunity uh, to come and visit. Now, for Southern Miss basketball fans that may not be familiar with Iowa State, I am somewhat familiar because of my friendship with Kelly. But describe the atmosphere and the tradition that the Golden Eagles are going to be walking into. Hilton when, Magic, baby. When they come out there to play basketball. <laughs> well, let's start with what probably – something everyone needs to know. It's a full house. Uh, uh, Hilton, no matter who we're playing, you will always find that our arena, uh, for the most part, is going to always be full. Second, there's an incredible student section called Cyclone Alley, uh, and they're behind the goal on both ends of the court. And so uh, that potential for an engaged crowd, very, very smart crowd, people here love the game of basketball, Third, like Mississippi, we don't have pro teams in our state. And so college basketball, college football, college sports in general becomes a pinnacle opportunity for fans to have something to do on the weekend and weeknights. And so it's a very, very engaged, but it's a loud place. Hilton seats over 14,000, and between our band and our fans, um, just expect it to be loud, expect it to be engaged, 
and expect it to be colorful. Well, we wear our, our school colors of cardinal and gold. And that's where you guys get the question all the time, too, from Southern Miss people who know I went to Iowa State. They'll go, why do they have that red bird you know, running around the field? That has nothing to do with the cyclone. I said, no, that's actually a cardinal, which is one of the two colors that Iowa State um, has, you know, the, the cardinal and gold. And in case you're interested, um, uh, Kelly, Cy turns 65 this week. This is homecoming week here at Iowa State. We take on Oklahoma State on Saturday. Right now, we're about a seven- or nine-point favorite. Uh, a lot of history between us and Oklahoma State. But, yes, I turned 65 this weekend. Uh, it was a contest to come up with our mascot. And what people know is that we used to have a cyclone, but you couldn't hug it. It wasn't necessarily something that the kids related to. And so there was a contest, and the student contest um, brought about this uh, cyclone cardinal and then Cy was named Cy after the, the word cyclone. Word is he was married for a short time uh, to... And who wasn't, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he was married to our rival, the, someone by the name of, I think, Elsie the Hawkeye or something like that. But that marriage didn't last. So Cy is 65 and single, uh, and so he is available but he will never not be a cyclone. Well, Jeff, we're, we're, getting, we're getting a scoop for you here today. We've just heard from the Bernie Sanders campaign that with Cy turning 65, he gets full benefits. <laughs> <laughs> but he has to share them with everybody else. He has to share them with everybody else, but, but he is going to get them at age 65. It, is, it really is amazing, the connection between uh, Southern Miss and, and Iowa State, and, it, and it's all purely coincidental. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, they are playing each other in basketball, and and the Eagles I think played Iowa State. Uh, I don't know, probably time gets by, you know, seven to ten years ago I think up there at Hilton Coliseum as well. Right. And the Cyclones were at um, Oxford last year, and, and played we were Ole very Miss. grateful how well the Cyclones played at Oxford last year too, Jeff. <laughs> we want to pass that along yeah. and, and congratulate yeah. congratulate the yeah. team, please. Yeah, they yeah, we played this year in that SEC. Uh, Big 12 Challenge. Right. Man, let me tell you, too, Steve Prom, the basketball coach at Iowa State, I walked on the floor in Oxford with Jeff Johnson, and it's like the seas just parted. Is that right? If this guy's with Jeff Johnson, he must be all right. So, Jeff, you are willing to be seen in public with Kelly? Is that my understanding? (laughs) Well, this was in the basement. Oh, okay. (laughs) More understandable. More understandable in that case. Hey, look, great conversation. We really appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk to us uh, on our show. One last question. I gathered you were saying in a nice way that when the basketball team comes out there, they have little or no chance of winning the game. Am I correct about that? You did not. You did not because we believe that you play the game and you take the outcome that states how well we played. There we go. So Southern Miss will come hungry. They'll come prepared. And the same will be that we will be here hungry and be prepared, and we're going to see two wonderful teams uh, take it out on the hard court, and and we'll let the result play out. And, Jeff, with with homecoming this weekend, tell everybody at Dodd's house in Friley Hall, at Firkin's house of Helzer Hall, and all the other honorary members of the fraternity Tappacaga Day. That I said hello and have a good homecoming this weekend. Thank you very much, Jeff. I encourage your fans to go out and Google Jack Trice on Wikipedia 
I'm going to encourage them to also read about George Washington Carver, uh, who is also an Iowa State alum, African-American, went on to be our first graduate, first African-American faculty, and then to go back to go to Tuskegee. And again, his whole story on peanuts, potatoes, sweet potatoes, and what he did for the African-American farmers in the South. But again, as I have said, and again, I can only say that because I'm a pure Southerner now working here, uh, there are deep, deep roots between the South and Iowa and Iowa State. And thank you, Kelly, for this opportunity today. Uh, again, I'm very proud of my alma mater, Southern Miss. I was inducted into the USM Hall of Fame back in 2003. I still hold people like President Aubrey Lucas close to my heart, uh, Powell Ogletree, um, you know, just great, great people. So uh, continue to go strong, go forward. Uh, as they say, Southern Miss to the top. There you go. And uh, I'm glad to be representing uh, USM as a graduate. Uh, here at Iowa State as the president and CEO of the Iowa State Alumni Association. Jeff, take care, man, and really enjoy the conversation. See you, buddy. Have a good one. You too. Uh, Jeff Johnson, everybody, executive director of Iowa State University. You know, everybody's in the Southern Miss Hall of Fame except me and you. Have you ever noticed that? We're the Hall of Shame. We're the Hall of Shame. But I hear that that if if we play our cards just right, the 4th Street Bar and Grill Wall of Fame, we might be... (laughs) I probably have a much better chance of achieving that than I do the Southern Miss Hall of Fame. <laughs> that and 50 cents will get you a cup of coffee. Yeah, right? I, I kind of think I might prefer the 4th Street <laughs> wall Bar of and Grill Wall of Fame yeah. now, now that you mention that. yeah, Interesting conversation. Extraordinary the number of connections between two schools so far geographically apart. Yeah, again, we were just talking about Jeff Johnson, of course, and Matthew Eaton, the football player from, um, from Pearl River that played at Iowa State a couple of years ago. Stevie Johnson from Perry Central High School. In Perry County, went to, played basketball at Iowa State. Tim Floyd, who's the Hattiesburg native, coached at Iowa State. Then James Green came from Iowa State to Southern Miss as the head basketball coach. Larry Eustace came from Iowa State to Southern Miss. And then Doc Sadler came from Iowa State to Southern Miss. Amazing. Uh, Jeff Johnson's very... Uh you know, polite guy, but truth is, they'll probably crush us in basketball. Am I right? Probably, probably. <laughs> but but you know, like Jay Jay Ladner said, this is a process, and uh, what a great experience it's going to be for oh, our kids to I, go up there. I, I could not agree more. All right, Romy Williams was a member of the 1999 Conference USA Championship football team, top 15 football team. He's next on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us this afternoon, broadcasting from the First Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg. I guess Luke will be back in about a week, and uh, we will resume our dual market broadcast. But uh, for now, uh, me, Kelly, and Brandon here in Hattiesburg, First Bank Studios, always glad to be sharing the Eagle Hour with you around the state. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, our buddies right down in the shadow of the rock. Great place for lunch, great place for dinner, great place to just go tailgate and relax. 
incredible memorabilia throughout the building and uh they serve lunch five days a week kelly uh what can you tell us about that and so much so much of the memorabilia too bob people will go in there and look at it and they'll go oh i've got this from whatever season right and the guys of fourth street say okay give it to us and so they're they keep rotating the memorabilia in and out so you never you never get enough of it yeah 1999 was a really good year for southern miss football team won the conference championship finished in the top 15 nationally Oh, the days. Romy Williams was a defensive player for the Nasty Bunch back in those days, and we have him on the phone now from now Phoenix, Arizona. And Romy, welcome to the Eagle Hour. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on. Out of New Orleans, Louisiana, you come to Southern Miss uh, really in, I think, one of the heydays of, of football uh, here in Hattiesburg. Uh, your memories and your thoughts about being on that quality 1999 football team that was recently honored, Romy? You know what? To be quite honest with you, it was an amazing experience. I look back at 99, and one of the memories that really sticks out to me is that I remember during two-a-days, first-string first defense was scrimmage against first-string offense, and this was in a goal-line situation. And I remember looking out on the field, and I'm looking in the huddle, and you know who I see? DeQuincy Scott. Mm-hmm. I see John Nix. I see Delroy Stewart. I see... Seth Scott, I see Adelius Thomas, I see T.J. Slaughter. NFL, 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 NFL. Yeah, and I remember, I remember looking at the huddle, and I thought to myself, how is anybody going to score a point against this defense? Like, we got savages out there. To me, it was just, you know, being able to, to be a part, a part of that and witness it firsthand, I mean, it was just an amazing experience. I mean, it was just truly an honor, and I loved every second of it. I mean, I know for me personally – you know, being able to to witness greatness in action is something that a lot of people don't get. I mean, in my opinion, I think that 99 defense for Southern Miss was, I think, in the best defense Southern Miss has ever had to you know, this day. Put in so. perspective for some of our listeners, uh, T.J. Slaughter and Odalius Thomas on the same football team. Quincy Scott played for the Chargers and the Vikings. The names that that you just called out, Romy, try to put in perspective for maybe some younger listeners who – who maybe weren't around then, just how high caliber uh, the talent was on Southern Miss football teams back in that era? Well, you know, I, you know, a lot of these young kids today, they throw out the word savage like any other word, but back then, T.J. Slaughter and A.D. were savages. I mean, they understood what it took to get their job done and excel at such a high level. It was hard to compare it to anything else, especially, you know, me seeing it firsthand in practice, I mean, I remember when we were scrimmage against the first-team offense, I would see T.J. Slaughter. I mean, he was like a missile. Like, you see him upright, next thing you know, boom, he's in the huddle causing havoc. I mean, it was just, again, it was m- remarkable. I mean, I remember, you know what's funny? I, at the time, I was a freshman. And, you know, being a freshman, I was very jovial at the time. So I think a lot of people knew that I was very playful. I was really silly. I remember one time in the locker room, I went to T.J. Slaughter, and I said to T.J., I'm like, hey, I want Cass to start respecting me more. What can I do to start getting some more respect, DJ? He looked at me, right? He gave me this look. And it was like, you know, like real intense. It made me nervous. But he was looking at me and he told me flat out, he said, Romy, you just got to snatch him by the neck. That's all you got to do, Romy. You got to snatch him by the neck. They'll respect you then, Romy. I'm telling you right now, they'll respect you after that. And I remember leaving and I got all pumped up. I'm like, yeah. And I'm looking at TJ Slaughter. He's ripped, shredded. 
I'm looking at myself. I'm like, I don't know if that's really going to work for me. <laughs> you know, I think you gotta you gotta understand who's giving you the information. So I think that you know, again, having that attitude and just having that demeanor. And I think it was all across the board. I think everybody felt that way. I mean, again, you know, we were all out there competing, and we all wanted to go out there and be the best. And I think even at two-a-days, everyone knew that there was an opportunity to pursue greatness. Like, we all understood. I mean, you look at the games that we lost. Who was it? A&M? You know, we played well defensively against that game. Nebraska, we played well in that game. Um, Alabama, we played well until, you know, the second strings got in, you know, but even then we were able to hold our own and play at a high level. And see, that was the whole thing I felt like that really motivated us and really kind of, you know, created a sense of, of pride in our defense is that being at Southern Miss, it was Conference USA, but everyone knew about, you know, the SEC defense, you know, Alabama, you know, Ole Miss. Mississippi State, and I think looking internally at ourselves and understanding what we were capable of doing, we didn't see any difference. Like, we didn't look at Alabama and all these other defenses and thought that they were so much better than us. We looked at that as, like, we can play at the same level as any defense in the nation. And we, you know, defensively, it was that attitude week in and week out. And you you did. You did play as well as any defense in the night. You know, one of my favorite to Quincy Scott stories, and of course he went on to play with the Chargers and the Vikings. My sister actually lived in San Diego at the time, and I and I called him and I said, hey man, let's get together for a burger or whatever. He said, yeah, fine. So uh, so I get to the I, I, um, I get to the airport, and my sister's tied up. Her, one of her kids gets sick or whatever. So I called him. I said, you, mo- you want to meet somewhere? And uh, he said, yeah, where? And I well, we found, said someplace. Anyway, I said, it's going to be a while because my sister's sick, and and he didn't even he he didn't even ask me to or, or I didn't have to ask him. He came to the airport. The Quincy Scott, an NFL player, at the time, drove to the airport and picked me up. Right, and we went mm-hmm. and had lunch. Then after that, but that's those Louisiana guys. You can't go wrong, roaming with those Louisiana guys, can you? No, you can. I mean, there was just something about that camaraderie and that sense of specialness of just looking out. I mean, De Quincy was. I mean, he was always there to talk to me and. And help me out when I, you know, when I needed someone to talk to about, you know, defensive plays and defensive strategy. My roommate in college back in '99 was Delroy Stewart, and it was it was fascinating because, you know, I'm a talker. I don't know if you noticed that yet, but I am definitely <laughs> someone who has a gift for gas. And being someone who talks a lot, and having Delroy Stewart be my roommate who did talk very much, it was a very interesting dynamic. But living in that situation, you know, having Delroy be my roommate. D lineman. He was very close to De Quincey and all the other D linemen. I remember, you know, one situation I, I told Delroy, I'm like, hey, I don't like the way some of them old linemen be looking at me. Delroy stood up and he looked over me and he said, you don't like the way they looking at you, huh, Romy? Well, maybe they don't respect you. Maybe they don't like you. Maybe they think you soft. Maybe they think you weak. But the question is, Romy, he starts slapping his hands real loud. What are you going to do about it, Romy? What you going to do? That's what it really comes down to. I'm like, who is this guy? Why is he talking to me like this? I didn't know how to respond to that. But, again, being in that situation, again, there was just that sense of edginess and even Delroy being so quiet. And, you know, I think all of them, DeQuincy, you know, um, Mumford, Seth Scott, we all felt like we had something to prove. And, 
you know, I was, I was right there with them competing for reps. You know, there was a guy on the team. Shout out to Paul Ulrich. I don't know where he's at. I'm 19 years old. I'm competing with rep for, you know, for, for a position with Paul Ulrich. Paul Ulrich was like 30 years old. I don't know where he's at right now. But <laughs> me competing against somebody, he had to be at least 30. You know, going up against these guys and, you know, even him, he was strong. He was athletic, you know. And, again, there was just this sense of just intensity and this high sense of demand to compete at a high level all the time. Like, there was no, there was no excuse of having a bad practice. And if you had a bad practice, especially me being a redshirt freshman, not, not seeing the field, you know, I was just able to take witness in that and see these guys perform at a high level day in and day out. And I actually coach a club basketball team right now, and, you know, I talk a lot about winning and being successful and just the pursuit of greatness, like being the best. Every day you wake up and you try to be the best at what it is you do, whether it's football, whether it's academics. I mean, again, I think anytime you could, you know, witness that firsthand, it's a very special, you know, situation to be a part of. So, Romy, very quickly, in about the last 30 seconds or so, you're in, you're in Phoenix, Arizona now, which I understand is, is lovely in July and August. <laughs> oh, it's super hot. You know, I think there needs to be a new law in Mississippi. If you if your AC broke, you got to have the right away when it's during the summertime. Oh yeah, it's just too hot. You one of those special lanes. Real quick, tell us what you're doing now. Um, you know what? I'm a mar- I actually got my degree in communication, and I'm a marketing consultant for several organizations in the valley. So what I do is I um, provide a strategic marketing plan, which organizations and businesses can help them be better connected to the community that they're trying to serve. So that's what I do. You know, I. I'm, you know, and happy been, to do what I do. And you've been out there a while now. Been out there a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, yeah, I'm doing really well. I'm happy and very fortunate. You know, I have my degree. And, you know, again, just being able to have that experience in college got me the degree and have me to have the opportunities that I'm able to, to be blessed with now. So I'm very lucky, very fortunate, and I'm very happy. Hey, good conversation, Romy. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, man. Oh, thank you. And, hey, I'm it's always a pleasure. If you ever want me on, let me know. We'll do it. Southern Miss to the top, babe. That's right. Let's go. Go, we go. <laughs> Romy Williams, everybody. Member of the 1999 Top 15 Southern Miss football program. We'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Jeff Johnson and Romy Williams for joining us on today's program. Enjoyed conversations with both of uh, those men. And I always appreciate uh, great guests like that on the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Gulfport Home Center. Our friends down on the Gulf Coast with homes to fit any budget and any need. You need to give them a call if you're in the market for a new home or maybe a hunting camp or Maybe a second home, a weekend place out on the lake or something. They've got what you're looking for. They can help you with the financing, the setup, and the delivery. And we want to thank Gulfport Home Center for their support of the program. Southern Miss Men's Basketball Hardwood Club is holding its annual free preseason event at Brewski's uh, Thursday night. 
at 5.30 p.m. The event is open to everyone, not just hard club members. Gives you a chance uh, to meet the new coach, some of his players. Seymour and the Southern Misses will be there. Should be a good time. Basketball season uh, starts on October 29th with an exhibition against Mississippi College. And the regular season starts the following Tuesday when Delta State University uh, comes to the greenhouse. You say October 29th. That is a week from today. Right. It's hard Can you believe, believe that? pretty hard to believe. It sure it. is. October 29th is one week from today. Yeah, Kelly and I will be at Sully's this Friday down in Purvis, Mississippi. I invite you to come by and say hello if you're going to be down there having lunch. Always enjoy uh, taking the Eagle Hour on the road. Michael will be with us, and uh, we'll be at Sully's. Bob, the one question I get more than than anything is, why do you guys always say that Sully's is in Purvis? It's not in Purvis. I said, look, Sully says they're in Purvis. They're, they're in Purvis. Whatever Sully says, that's they, right. they pay us to come down there. Right, but, it, but it's at yeah, the South Hattiesburg exactly right. exit off of I-59. If you were to take Highway 11 there right. in front that's, of Sully's, that's it, correct. it would take you into Purvis. So but, technically it's in South Hattiesburg. Correct. But but again, if Sully's wants to say they're in uh, Purvis, you know, that's where they past Christian. That's <laughs> all right. We're not going to reminisce anymore about the dreadful football game Saturday afternoon, but we are going to update you on where all the action left everybody standing. So let's start in the East, where Western Kentucky sits atop of the Eastern Division with a four and conference record and a five and two overall mark. Florida Atlantic is second. Uh, they're two and one in the conference. Marshall is third, two and one in the conference, followed by Florida International, Middle Tennessee, Charlotte, and Old Dominion. On the West, Louisiana Tech looking good. They're sitting up at the top of the Western Division, six and one overall, three and zero in conference play. UAB is in second place, six and one, three and one in the conference. Golden Eagles fall a spot to third place, four and three, two and one in conference play. Then comes North Texas, Texas San Antonio, Texas El Paso, and Rice, which is 0-7 in this week's opponent, the 0-7 Rice Owls, Kelly. Well, that is that is a big one coming up, I mean, for sure. But the Eagles will rebound. I mean, they, they, should, they should be able to, to handle Rice. When you look at the schedule coming up this weekend, finally some of these other teams are starting to, to play some tough teams. I mean, now you, you got Western Kentucky going to Marshall. Uh, so I think the Hilltoppers might be brought back down to, to earth. But you never know. Western Kentucky's been one of the surprises of the league this year, along with, um, with UAB. You know, UAB wasn't supposed to be this good with a lot, of the, a lot of the people that they lost. But again, all of the people that are jumping off the Southern Miss ship this week, I, I keep telling people, now remember that La Tech, North Texas, and UAB, none of those teams have played each other yet. Okay, none of them have played each other yet. But the Eagles have already got North Texas – and La Tech behind them. Okay, so when you look at the schedule the rest of the way, it favors Southern Miss. But all that being said, the Eagles can't do really any more other than beat UAB to help their own cause. They're going to have to get some help uh, for somebody to beat La Tech, not once but twice, because if they only lose once and the Eagles only lost once, the head-to-head tiebreaker would come into play. Well, here's one thing, Kelly. The The two teams in first and second place in the East, Western Kentucky, Florida Atlantic, both of those teams remain on the Southern Miss schedule. They do, they do, but when it comes to winning the West West Division, it's the West Division games that count. Right. So they're both on the Eastern side. It would be a true lit- litmus test as to how they might, how the Eagles might uh, stack up in a conference championship game, that type of situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, And for the record, Western Kentucky will be here and then the Eagles will go to Boca Raton to play Florida Atlantic the very last, uh, the very last Saturday of the regular season. 
So they the play miss, those teams back to back, by the way. Right. Southern Miss is at Rice Saturday afternoon. Western Kentucky is at Marshall. Florida International is at Middle Tennessee. North Texas is at Charlotte. Florida Atlantic is at Old Dominion. Louisiana Tech is at UTEP. NFL football. New England Patriots last night. Like them, love them, hate them. Hate them. Best looking football team I have seen in a long time. Hate them. Long time. Hate them. <laughs> 33 to nothing last night. And then they, then, you know, as if that's not enough, then they go trade for the Atlanta Falcons' number two receiver. Right. And I wouldn't trade with the Patriots if they were the last team on earth. I wouldn't help them. Right. Anymore. I wouldn't help them get any better. They scored 33 points last night with five of their offensive starters inactive because of injury. And their defense gave up no points. Yeah, but you know what? If Houdat four interceptions, if Houdat gets in there against them, Bob, I've got a team to root for in the Super Bowl. Well, I, th- I think right now, if, if I were a betting man, I would say that's a pretty good chance you could see that. A lot of lot of ball to be played, obviously. Uh, well, the Patriots are going to lose a game because they still have games with the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bengals. That Bengals game is big on, oh, their, man. on their schedule. I'm sure they're preparing for that already. Nobody more happy about that game than the Patriot third stringers. Because they get some action. <laughs> That's right. All right, that wraps us up for today. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping. Slipping, slipping into the future Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.